This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Edutech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Right now, live with us in the hot seat, truly one of the <coughs> rock stars of technology, education, creativity, and truly a rock star. This man will pick up a guitar and just yeah. wail away. A literal and, rock star yeah, right here. It's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kevin Honeycutt, welcome Hello. to the show, what man. Welcome back to ASA. I don't deserve that. But I oh, you absolutely it. do. It's just good to sit down with you guys and... Uh because I like the cut of your jib. You know, those of you who don't know what that means, you should Google cut of your cut jib of your because jib. it's a cool historical reference. I like the cut of his jib. Um, but it sounds wrong. Yeah, but anyway, I like what you guys it do. It sounds very northeastern. Thurston Howe third. Gilligan, my God. <laughs> very Thurston Howe. And she stopped on Which the you'll, fall. you kids will also have to Google that reference, too. Heavens, so. a Yale man. What the hell? He's wearing a Harvard tie. Can I always thought that, that character, uh, he, he stopped too fast in his car and his chin kept going and once it's out here you can only talk that way <laughs> and without some serious reconstructive surgery you can't stop talking that way feels pretty good get your jowl going there <laughs> I'm pretty close to having the jowls I've got floppy jowls man. You work, if you got okay I'm gonna make mine yeah, exactly. oh, there you go. <laughs> My baby likes that. He thinks that's good. This is the highbrow talent you get when you come on the Edutech Guys radio show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. So what have you been up to? What are some of the cool things you got the in, your, fun, in your bag of tricks lately? You know, the fun thing is working with programs, uh, working with schools that have ongoing programs. I've been working with one school, Nest City. You've seen me talk about the innovative program we built there uh, around kids becoming entrepreneurs, starting yeah. their own businesses. Yes. Following them, most schools don't let those things follow themselves all the way through to, I've got a product and now I sell it online. It's a worksheet you had in, you build another product. They're cute simulations of what life might really be like. This school has stuck with me for a couple of years and Brent um, Kerr over there he's uh, the woodshop teacher and just a crazy guy that will try anything that's yeah. really all you need if you think about it. one crazy Jedi you know guy or girl teacher who's on fire one crazy administrator who will give them cover 
so they don't die of yes. domestic violence for being a wonderfully exceptional but not status quo. If you have that perfect storm, you can do almost anything you want. Sure. So lately, I've been just really excited to try to support some programs. I didn't build any of these. I didn't encourage most of these. I just see them. And I think that's too important to fail. Yeah. They say too big to fail. What if it's too important to fail? You know, mm-hmm. what if what if this is exactly what kids need to be successful in the future? Um, I've got to try to support those. So I love it when someone reaches out to me and shows me their innovative program. It's the way you guys do. You talk to people on the show. You sure. give them a moment of fame mm-hmm. where they can um, they can be reinforced. Because uh, most days, I would wager that innovative programs are under assault. By everybody. Sure. Because I don't know, sure. it just scares people. Change scares people. But I think if we as humans don't start changing faster, we might be doomed. We might have slowed down right when we should have sped up, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. So, yeah, there's a fire under me, and it's always yeah. going to be there. You guys, too, I know that. Um, so, anyway, this is kind of things I like to talk about in front awesome. of audiences and I get away with it. They pay me hey. to open this can of worms. Ha ha. So, you know, it's, so it's good to get paid to open up the cans of worms. Right. So, um, you know, one of the things that it, talking about that uh, innovation and having students work through those various aspects of here's, you know, we take an idea, we take a project, we make this project, well, and then taking it to those next steps. So what do we do with this? How do we sell it? How do we broaden it? How do we share it? How do we do? Um, During that process, um, you have folks, you know, you have students who are involved, obviously, uh, you have certain teachers that are involved, um, but... Uh, where am I trying to go with this? Along the way, uh, obviously, it's going to take some... uh, It takes creativity to be a part of that, Mm -hmm. right? And so as you're working on... You know, you're working with these students, you're you're talking to them about their things, and and you see these students who are, you know, crazy, crazy, what what the world at large would say, these are very, very creative students. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you might have either other students or there may be... Uh, teachers, administrators, and maybe other folks who aren't necessarily trying to squash that creativity, but don't necessarily understand what to do with that creativity, or necessarily understand that, at least from my perspective, and I have no idea what yours is at this point, and I know you don't know where I'm going with this Mm -hmm. yet, but um, I actually believe that everyone has some creativity in them. Um, Some folks may be afraid of it or they may not recognize it or what have you. And so I'm just, I'm curious, as you're working with these students and and these leaders and and these, you know, crazy people on the fringes who are are allowed to do some of this creative, Mm -hmm. crazy, kooky stuff to get these kids motivated, um, where, how does that come into play in terms of helping people I don't know, maybe see or find or maybe grow the that creativity. You know, um, it's, it's a nice uh, foundation um, of, of a question, so thanks for setting that up. That, that's nice. Um, getting people to, to talk about this. First of all, uh, I offer creativity keynotes. Of all my keynotes, uh, it's the one people stay away from in droves. They don't understand why they would want it, um, because creativity seems to be uh, not only optional in the far extreme, but unheard of. Um, And so we do maker spaces um, without creativity, okay, or we do STEM without STEAM. We leave the art at home, right? And so to me, technology 
without art is is a device without a package. The final form that you interface with as a human is art, and yet you're leaving art out because it's somehow not important. The process of art. So let's break that down a little bit. To be creative, what does it mean? I think we almost have to throw away the word creative. I'm sorry, but I think we do because it takes us to Hobby Lobby. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, no, it, yeah, that's it right. takes away from the premise. So let's yeah. talk, let's talk about creativity another way. Okay. Let's put let's put invention, innovation, creativity into one box, okay. into one amazing box. And we're going to go inside the box for a moment here. So let's think of humans as upper Paleolithic hunter gatherers. What is creativity to an upper Paleolithic hunter-gatherer? Uh, its creativity is finding a berry, finding a way to find out if it's edible without it killing you. That's creative. Uh, finding a way to start a fire without the right stuff so that you don't starve or freeze to death. That's creative. Finding a way to eat this meat that's probably gone bad and will kill you, but you cook it with a fire that started with lightning. That's creative. Creative is survival. Creative is what we were supposed to be. We have a plastic neocortex for a reason. We were designed to learn in motion. Mm. And then we stopped. We sat at desks and we stopped being in motion. And therefore, we didn't feel we had to learn. So we learned once and forever. And because the world we built around us, the snow globe we put around ourselves right. didn't change. Town hall's always over there. Shake it. There's always the same snowflakes. They always last for this long. <laughs> it became predictable. Well, then the world sort of changed. And suddenly there's the chaos of change. Mm -hmm. And you can ignore it all you want. It's going faster. Yeah. Change is coming at us at an exponentially ever-growing um, uh, velocity. Sure. And if we're not keeping pace, at least watching it, it's not like it's like watching a highway and everyone's, oh, the, oh, the speed limit has become 500. My car will only do 60. <laughs> What's merging look like? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and if you don't want to do it, teachers, your kids have to. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you don't have a right not to know. Yeah. How do you merge to 500 miles an hour? What's that look like? Do you help let the kids learn driver's ed in a new way? Uh, to me, I love the messiness of creativity. That's where I want to live. How do you teach creativity? So where does creativity happen? Where does ideation happen? Now, for a lot of you guys, you, you're just you're afflicted with it, right? If you're creative and you're always making people go, what is wrong with that guy? You, you've got the affliction. <laughs> you've got it. Um, you're the person that's the outlier, the unicorn. And you learn that role. And everyone thinks you're the lovable, charming guy. You become a mascot. What you should be is the leader. Mm. And most people that have that skill, they don't want to be the leader. Right. Because they see the straight jacket that leadership represents. Sure. I was just having a conversation with a very nice guy, and he's, he's overwhelmed with all the responsibilities, duties, worksheets. Basically, he has to hand in to keep government funding rolling. Mm. And I said, I'm sorry. Every cathedral, to be three stories tall, made of stone, had flying buttresses. And they're outside the cathedral, and no one notices them from the inside. But the beauty is paid for by the flying buttresses. And I said, I'm sorry, you're a flying buttress. Sounds bad. Um, um, well, you're a necessary structure, but that doesn't mean you don't pay for the beauty inside. Right, sure. So just, I know that sounds like pumping sunshine up someone's panties, but it's totally necessary. So leaders, we need you. You can't get fired for not doing the things you have to do. You got to pay today's bills while funding tomorrow's dreams. You got to pay for prison upkeep and plan the jailbreak at the same time. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a deliciously kind of, you know place to get to live. Sure. If you think of it that way. If you don't, it feels like a straitjacket. I tell people, you can dance in a straitjacket. There's just, you can't move a lot. You can move some. And most straitjackets, <laughs> if you really try them, aren't as tight as you think they are. Yeah. But to just to say I'm in a straitjacket and not move at all is to give up. Yeah. I don't know how I got there from creativity. Um, <laughs> but, but I was going to get to this, this other point. 
when you dream, you're amazingly creative. And for a couple of reasons, even the most boring person can be creative in a dream because in a dream, um, your senses are turned off and your consciousness is turned in on itself. And it has nothing to use but the ingredients already on the shelf. So this is why you're dancing and Elvis is there and, you know, you're riding on the back of a blimp and there's a, the blimp is somehow small enough for you to ride on and right. it, <laughs> because your brain just makes it all work. Yeah. It lets things dance together that should never be on the same dance floor. Sure. That juxtaposition of possible um, probabilities is, is creativity in its purest form without rules. A dream doesn't care what you think. That happens in two places in life, during play and during dreaming. Mm-hmm. So we can't control dreaming and induce dream states at school, but we could encourage play. Sure. But play with a script isn't play, right? So right. a makerspace that doesn't let kids invent is a three-dimensional worksheet. It's compliance in the close of creativity, and I see it all the time, and it worries mm-hmm. me because everyone's going to catch on that that only went this far, and they're going to shut down all the makerspaces, which were wonderful Petri dishes for something more innovative and more inventive than they could have been. Right. So I want the teacher in charge of that space to be thinking the way we're talking here yes. creatively, not when I get everything laminated uh, and everything's on the wall where kids can follow step by step, my maker space will be complete. Right. No, it won't. It'll be destroyed. Right. It'll be destroyed. You've made a sweatshop. Right. Congratulations. So, so, so I don't want them to stop there. The problem yes. with education is we tend to stop. We stop, laminate, and we wait and for the world to catch up. The world's already ahead of us, not behind us. Right. So don't stop. You can't stop. And I think one of the ways we can we can we can protect ourselves from that is to let kids drive. Let kids because they will demand it not be boring. Right. They will demand it not be we did that last year. Yes. What are we doing this year? Don't get mad. Get into that question. That's a dang good question right, right there. And if you don't like what your customer has to say, you're in the wrong business. Okay. I'll stop for a moment. And do it. <laughs> no, you're right on. <laughs> well, I, I, I will tell you, um, and and just taking all of that, and I'm going to pull just one example uh, of one of the things that's really one of my biggest, um, and I'm sure there's much a much more creative way to verbalize this, but it, it's one of my biggest pet peeves is when a district, uh, and, and we've had them in our area, you know, a district comes in and they buy a 3D printer or ten of them, and they put them in place, and then they're like, hey, we're, our, our students are going to be doing makerspace, and they're going to be creating, and they're going to be doing 3D printing. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. What are they designing? Oh, well, they go out to this website, and they download the, 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 they download the code, and they upload the code into the printer, and then it prints it out. And I said, so they're, like you just said, they're, they're printing 3D worksheets. You, 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 you did nothing different than them going online, finding a worksheet, downloading the worksheet, filling yep. it out, and turning it into you. Good morning, the difference is, Welcome yeah. to 3D plagiarism. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, there you go I mean, with that. I mean, but, you know, yeah, you know, no. And, okay, sure, maybe to get their, you know, to wet their whistle, I suppose, you know, here, here's how you could theoretically do this, but mm. why? Mm. Why would you do that? Yeah. Here's what you do. Put the printer in place. Tell the students, okay, uh, you're not allowed to go download anything that already exists. You have to right. create something right. else. Oh, you don't know how the 3D printer works. You don't know how to program it. Guess what? You're going to learn. You're going to figure it out. Right. We can't. I, I don't know the answers. Right. You have to figure that right. out. Or I do know the answers, but I won't tell you because I like you, you But much. I'm not going to tell them I know right. the answers. Right. Right. You know, that's, that's the biggest problem I see with Makerspace's EAST programs. Um, East is a great program. I mean, they they were doing makerspace before makerspace was cool, mm-hmm. but and they started off the right way. And you know, 
To be creative for me means I need to find a problem to fix or I need to find a need that yeah. I need to address. Yeah. You know, it, whether that's artistically, musically, I need to get water from a stream. It's one of those things. And, and you would think that would be easy for these teachers to come up with in those labs is mm-hmm. to just tell the kids, hey, here's a problem that we have. Or here's a, here's a, a community problem that we have. Yeah. We, hey, the parade's coming up. And we have um, two iPads and a laptop, and we need to stream the parade. Go after it. Figure it out. I mean, that, that's being creative in a whole other right. way. Right. But, right. you know, there's, there's that deal is like, wouldn't it be cool to have this statue for this? How are we going to make that happen? You guys go do that. Mm-hmm. I, it, we think of it all the time because we can sit down and go, I'll write you out 20 right now. Here's right, 20 right, things right, you can right. do. And, and there's the need is someone to, tell, to take these people and go, let me show you how to think creatively. Right. I mean, how to move in a creative fashion. So I'm going to challenge you for a minute. Okay. You would be a really nice guy if you would write down those 20 and give them to people who don't have them. You would be a really nice guy if you would teach us how to think that way. Right. Yeah. And so I've realized the art the art of what we do accidentally and I think we were born with this sort of chaotic brain that's always looking to entertain itself and therefore invents new things um, and we, we can tell you a bunch of them but if you stop and slow down and say how do I think this way that's harder, that's metacognition mm-hmm. on a pretty bionic level how is it that I'm afflicted with this, I'll call it affliction because in a status quo compliance environment I am fired in a place sure. where my boss actually needs me to invent the next 10 miles of road, mm. I am in demand. But that comes and goes. That's a dangerous thing. Now, the world, the smart people in the world, there's always going to be a job for a person who can invent. Sure. Um, oh, absolutely. You, you're great. That's the thing is, how do I sit down and think like Nikolai Tesla, where everything he looks at is, is there a better way to do that or a different way to do can that? Can I describe how I do it? Yeah. yeah. I'm not Tesla, and I'll never be a Tesla, not pretending that. I'm more of a sort of trailer park MacGyver. But I dig this. Um, I call the process fishing in the ether. Now stick with me; it gets weird here. Okay, we're in a, we're in a boat on top of the on top of the ether, and we're fishing. Now, regular people fish with one hook, and they put it down, and they look for possibility, and they're fishing in the possible water. We're fishing every foot from the boat to the bottom. We've got a hook everywhere at the same time. We're waiting for something to find us. And so we're fishing in the Internet. We're fishing in search. Mm-hmm. We're fishing in headlines. We're fishing in GoFundMe. We're fishing in Kickstarter. We're fishing for fish that don't know they're fish. Stick with me. This is going to get even stranger. We're fishing for two fish that will bite at the same time that never met each other that make one heck of a fillet. Mm. So this company, this startup, uh, launched in Bangalore last night and GoFundMe, and that inventor is brilliant, but he has no clue that his invention just solved a huge problem for another nearly great invention, and you know both people. You broker the deal. Mm-hmm. You caught two fish that made a magnificent right. fillet. That, think about what that looks like. Sure. So if every minute a new fish ends, enters the water, do you know how many possible combinations there are? This can never end. It's only getting bigger. It keeps me up at night thinking of all the things I haven't thought of yet. So my brain, it never stops thinking this way. I call it um, letting my RAM just run. I let things run in RAM, and they go, ding, two days later, I go, oh, yeah, I didn't know that problem was still running. I potentiated my brain to be this way. If I walk into Lowe's, I don't see Lowe's. I don't see hammers. I see planetariums. I see classroom projects. I see because I've taught my brain to, I can't unthink that way. Mm -hmm. So I believe we can help kids 
think like creative problem solvers. We give it all kinds of good talk. But where's the teacher that gets to lead and where's our respect for their crazy looking? Because in the midst, remember, of a bunch of compliant people, that person looks wrong. And again, back to the mascot. I was the art teacher. I was the mascot. There's Kevin in there just having fun, enriching those kids. Enrich those kids, Kevin. Go go enrich them. They're so enriched. I love it. I had teachers teachers that would keep their kids out of my class elementary. And I'd say, why didn't he come to class? Well, he was in trouble. So you punished him by withholding my class? Well, he likes it so much, I just knew it would probably be a motivator. I said, so so I have a degree, like you, a certificate, like you, a curriculum, like you. I'm not optional. I'm not recess. I had to say that. You know how many times in my tenure I had to say that? Oh, I can't imagine. That is the whole... exactly how many times you had to do it. So that is... But that is the sort of undervaluing uh, of creativity. So again, if the word is a problem... You know, most art teachers would fight if you tried to call what they did invention. But really, to have a new idea or to create something that never existed before is to invent. If I do a painting and it doesn't exist, I invented the painting. So let's just get past the words for a minute and talk about process. So in a makerspace, look, if you come to my art class, we're not going to do a paint by number first and then let you paint. You will never paint the way you were supposed to once you've worn the straitjacket. So if you come into my makerspace and we print something you stole... You're never going to make something worse than that, but that's where you have to start. Sure. You have to start with a lump and yeah. go, what is that? It's a lump. Okay, can it look like something? A hemisphere maybe? I'm not sure how. Let's figure it out. And that's how the process starts. Sure. Sorry, but it takes time. If you jump from... The problem is a teacher that doesn't know how the process works is blown away by this stolen copy. In fact, look at every trophy case in those programs. They're stolen copy. You've seen it on Thingiverse. We've all seen it on there. It's the first thing we printed, too. But this is their first day with the printer, and they think it's, it's not a right. renaissance, dude. Yeah. You know, you, you stole. So let's get to this non-plagiarism of 3D items. And I know it's harder. Start in elementary with simple spheres, hemispheres, those kinds of things. Start with a Star Wars camp where you've got to approximate designs based on the things you like from Star Wars. And I call these uh, the cardboard force, and I... Use cardboard over here and 3D printing over there. Mix it all up so kids don't. We tend to get this crush on technology that leads straight to um, airbrushed models yeah. instead of realistic people. You know, sure. that's the product. It's, you know what I mean. Yeah. And once you've made yeah. that, you you love it so much. I always, when I'm throwing pots on the wheel with kids, um, God forbid they ever throw a good one first. Because it's such a fluke. It's such a fluke that they ever got it centered and balanced. And you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, and they love it so much. That first yes. one, they love it. They we call them love pots because they they never emerge from their hands. They're short little pots. That they don't get up here because if you get up here, it's, things start right, to happen. And so they're weird. down here and they love their little pot. And so to try to get them to six inches is to get them beyond the width of a hand. That's a growth moment right there where you're going to face an alien-looking thing you. Right, lost yes. control of. <laughs> so, again, I always liked it when the kids th- would mess up in the beginning because I'm trying. It's gonna mess up. Yeah. Stick with the process. Kick the wheels. Centrifugal force. All of those things are in play. You know, if you could do slip casted molds, we could buy all these molds and kids can make perfect cups every time. We could use an extruder and right. have them be perfect every time. Yeah. But that would be to avoid uh, the creative and yes, often frustrating uh, process. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so how do you? That's that's the question. So, 
how do we push people? How do we teach old dogs new tricks? You know, there's the thing, and see, my mind thinks the same thing you do. You're talking about where I'm in a boat, I drop my, my one hook, I drop my multiple hooks. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the crazy part is, yeah, we just caught two different fish that now work great. What about the guys over here at the processing plant? How do I get these other people in the boat? You know, mm-hmm. how do I get to that point? Yeah. Because that's what we deal with every day is Ginger and I, we, Ginger and David and I were talking yesterday about uh, the way this country, this country works. It's a yes or no answer. Mm-hmm. Life mm-hmm. isn't a yes or no answer. We know right. that. But in this country, it has to be yes or no, black or white, on or off. Yeah, lately. And, and, and we, that's who we're dealing with. When you stand in front of a 8,000 people, you're dealing with on and off people. You're dealing with yes right. and no people, right. left and right. So first, thanks for extending the metaphor, uh, the boat and, and the processing plant. Very clever. Um, I always say I'm not smart, but I'm clever. Um, and that's, <laughs> that's a, pr- a function of good survival mm-hmm. um, that you probably had to be for some reason. So your brain is potentiated to, to come up with those solutions. The first thing I do, I have to create a safe place for us to hunt. It can't be where you hunt. You think you know the rules there. And maybe the bison always come on Thursday and you kill a bison and eat it until next Thursday. I slaughtered this horse Thursday. I think she's starting to turn. You remember that line? (laughs) So if I can't take you to a new hunting ground where you don't know the rules, I cannot teach you anything new. Mm -hmm. So your yes, no goes away in a place of some chaos. So I create a circumstance where we need something. I also go out into the world and find the processing plant. It's usually not in education, but there is a processing plant. What I got to convince you of is just because you don't know about it doesn't mean it doesn't exist and your kids are going to have to know about it so they they deserve a purview that's larger than yours so let's stretch yours again remember when you you were constantly learning remember the first and second and third year you taught that we gotta go back there again because the biggest gift was that you knew you didn't know yeah and that you were humble about it that's what we need back that's what every entrepreneur has to have if you want to fail as an entrepreneur be stuck in your ways yeah be unflexible Mm -hmm. be unwilling to change and you'll be bankrupt they all know that. There's something in that entrepreneurial mindset that is remarkably open-minded. I think we've got to simulate that the best we can in these places that we are supposed to get kids to be be creative. There's a processing plant. There always is somewhere. Yeah. It blows people's minds when you stand on stage and show them, here's a, here's a flying car in Dubai that already exists. You can get in it. It will fly you to the top of that rooftop and drop you off and tell you to have a nice day. Technology is already here. It's just not evenly distributed. Right. So just because, so part of our job as change agents is to show people, number one, it already exists and here it is. And there's going to be an aha moment and we can fall in love with the pornography of knowing the next cool thing. It's yeah. 60 tools in 60 seconds. That's that's tech porn. We're like, oh my God, 60 tools. You don't remember any of them, but it felt right. so good. Oh my God. Um <laughs> No, here's six tools in 60 minutes. Yeah. And here's amazing things you can do with them. And here's some open-ended questions about don't copy me, don't Xerox me, don't laminate me. I'm trying to show you one crazy person's attempt to make this meaningful for kids and meaningful to the world so they'll be ready. What are yours? Mm -hmm. How do I get you thinking like me? How do we create a situation where none of us knows the answer and I get teachers who will cross their arms and give up the minute you, you create that circumstance. I thought this was going to be a staff development where you taught us things. Right. No, I've actually created the circumstances where conditions are favorable for you to learn. Right. You're welcome. They, yes. They've not been told that yet. They've not been taught to value that yet. So they hate you for the very thing you're giving them. Van Gogh, you know, tried to help people. He was a zealot volunteer. 
the Peace Corps of his time, and he, 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 he tried to help the poor so ardently that he scared them. They doubted his motives, and they chased him away, and it broke his heart, right? So we can come on so strong sometimes by trying to do the right thing without remembering if they don't think it's right, it's wrong. Yeah, right. We've yeah. got to get change people's thinking. I know that's your business. That's what you do, too. I think us sharing our dialects of this convincing conversation mm-hmm. um, is powerful for all of us because I'm going to steal that one thing you said and that one thing you said and mix it into my brand. Sure. And uh, we all get more powerful when we have better words. I think the people who are looking to subjugate all of us, they use fairly simple scripts. Mm-hmm. And they frame things in very simple bumper stickery, easily rememberable ways, and they enslave the masses through this short short-circuited thinking. Sure. It's so much easier just to just to say what you say. Just don't argue with me because I can't go to the second level with the argument because I only know the first bumper sticker. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm just going to shout at you and tell you you're wrong, cuss at you, yes. and say yes. you're not Christian or something like that because we've been taught to disagree in this awful way and not, 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 not to change our argument, not to adjust, not to adapt, not to debate, mm-hmm. uh, to debase and to be right. I, I said the other day, it feels good to be right. I hope it still feels right to be good. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying that because the world is so mad right now and so mean right now. Mm-hmm. Um, where the good people don't scream, and the volume of the conversation is screaming right now. Yes. So we're coming across as looking like we don't care, and we do. We just don't know how to jump on that freeway going 500 miles an hour in an angry argument because we're not angry. We're scared. We're concerned. So it seems right now the wrong things are winning. And it's meanness, it's anger, it's chaos. And our kids are seeing this. And I'm trying to coach kids to be good people in digital places. And they're watching leaders do unthinkable things that don't make sense. And how do I tell you that that's not a good thing when people who are succeeding are doing it? Mm -hmm. But I can only say to these kids, the pendulum will swing back and forth and normalcy will come back. And kindness will come back. And in that moment, all the people that were way out here are going to be people in the background in those race pictures where people were being fire-hosed and attacked by dogs and there were faces screaming at the victims. That's in a picture now forever in Time Life magazine. Where are you in history? Yeah. I just remind people that it's it's bigger than this day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I don't know how I got to this place yet, guys. I didn't mean to, but uh, it's on my mind all the time, the, the anger in the air, the palpable... Mm-hmm. You feel it? Oh, it makes it really hard to I, fly. I feel like our country it, socially, it's just we're a ball that's way overinflated, and it's just so much tension. It's just mm-hmm. so much tension, and it's like we want to bounce higher, so we just keep putting more air and more air into right. it, and it's and it's too much air. It's, right. you know, there's just too many too many voices screaming, right. you know, and and nobody's listening, and those that are listening are just trying to survive, so they can't listen. And they just take it when it hits them smack in the face, yeah. and they just have to take it as, oh, this is the truth because I'm, I'm the one behind the fire hose. That's how the way they feel. I'm the one that's getting knocked down. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to catch a breath and mm-hmm. get out of here mm-hmm. and run from the noise. Yeah. And, and, and that's what's separating us. But I feel like our, our society is just stressed to its max. And yeah. I'm hoping it's just a small hole that lets out that pressure, right. and it doesn't go and we have right. to pull it all back in together. I'm, right. I'm hoping it's just a little pinprick here and there, and the air lets out, and we go back to normal. So you're right, the pendulum swings back. Yeah, there's the hardest part is uh, I, I keep threatening David and my wife that I'm going to get a tattoo. Uh, I've been wanting one for a long time for a specific meaning. and I, The words are hard for me to figure out. It's uh, Since I play upright bass a lot, I look at this part of my wrist a lot. Mm-hmm. 
And I, that's where I want it because that's where I look all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be right there and it's going to tell me. And I'm always, the one word that, it, that I really like is quiet. And I like that word because what I do, just be quiet and listen. I, I love that word. Quiet to me is really hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, David knows from one time I had written on my arm, uh, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. You know, and that's one of those things. But I, I think of that's, I'm trying to think of that one word that expresses where we are right now. In, in it, see, it's funny. We, well, like, I, we like to say the United States, but it's, it's the world. I, I think with our previous guest, we were talking, and she's from a, a, an ESC here, and they're doing a thing helping assistant principals get to the principalship. It, two different beasts, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And But we were talking about cultural experiences here, and I said, you know, we need that in Southwest Arkansas. Our Hispanic population has exploded. And our test scores, which I hate tests, our test scores would be phenomenal if the Hispanic kids can take it in Spanish, yeah. if they so chose to. It's 2017. There's no reason that we're not speaking every language we want right, to. Right. We have every piece of ability to do that. And, and so that's where it brings me to, I don't think it's just about the U.S. anymore. And if we continue to make it about just ourselves, and the world's pushing us to, don't make it about yourself. Right, right. Don't make it about yourself. But we continually do that. But th- that brings me back to, that's that rut. That, no, Kevin, uh-uh, I came here for you to show me how to do this. Right, right. I, I need you to tell me how to do this. I'm not going to do it unless you tell me how to do it. I'm not going to think on my own. And boom, we're, we're a microcosm of what's happening in this country right here in education. Well, I, I think the whole world at, at this stage, and not, not, not everyone in the world, but generally speaking, the way society seems to have come along is everyone seems to be waiting to be triggered to borrow the vernacular of the kids these days, right? It's like everyone is waiting to be ticked off about something. So I'm going to listen to you until you say the magic word that pisses me off. Because that's what I'm really wanting for. Because then I get to scream. I get to shout. Then I get to say stuff that in a weird, twisted sort of way, I'm hoping will trigger you. So you triggered me, and then I'm hoping to trigger you because then I'm going to turn around and turn that against you. And I truly believe that's where a large part of the population has moved. I mean, you know, I, I think back when I was when I was when I was a kid, and this is going to sound weird, I'm sure, but you know, when I was a kid watching the news, and I grew up watching Walter Cronkite and used to be able to imitate him like nobody's business. And to me, one of the most um, sincere broadcasters I have uh, I have ever watched mm-hmm. but in those days at least from my perspective and, and, and maybe I've got some rose colored glasses on I don't know maybe not but it just seems to me that especially the big three news organizations that's what they did they reported the news with as little bias as they could and where there was something that was incorrect, the next night, generally, they'd come on and go, oh, man, we messed that up. Here's how we fix that. Now, it seems, you'd be hard-pressed to find any news outlet who isn't biased to one side or the other. What? It, there is a huge division. You, again, black and white. Yes, no. Right or wrong. If you're not triggered by what I'm saying, 
then one of us is doing something wrong. Right. So and then we have, then we have, so we have folks like you. I, I, I don't know. I, there, I'm sure there are things that that this, set you off. This is. A, but I have never. Right. I think this is a big part of it. I have never seen you, and I'm I'm addressing Kevin for those that are listening. Um, I've never seen anything come across Kevin's demeanor and or social media or public persona that ever indicated that you weren't anything but who you are at your core not being triggered about right, something. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I can't say that. I, I try to teach that. <laughs> but, a couple things. Uh, Sisur. Do you know what a Sisur is? Sisur is a, a strategic pause, a timely silence okay. in music. Yeah. Delicious word, but it goes with yeah. what you said a minute ago. Back to your point. I think this all started with the RSS feed. Stick with me. Okay. We could subscribe and make news comes to us on our terms. Mm. And we started doing that, and it was delicious. And, and so we only read what we like. Yeah. And little by little, this, the search engines started to learn, too. And they learned what we searched for and gave us only what we searched for. And so if you ever want to just do something fun in a workshop, uh, have everybody switch laptops and then search for something they searched for recently. <laughs> and they'll see that they don't find nearly the same stuff. The web is learning you. Uh-huh. So the snow globe is coming. Well, it has been on its way for a while. Sure. So we have built these sort of echo chambers where, where argument can't happen in our echo chamber. So if it comes, it catches us so off guard that we rise rise accordingly to this sort of uh, outrage moment um, and we can't we cannot debate inside our snow globe there's only one kind of sort of uh, uh, thinking it's all the same always Um, now how do you change that I think debate is powerful. Debate is one of the best things we ever did. And all of our best presidents were amazing debaters. Mm. To debate is to understand the entire concept 360 degrees. Yes. That I might be neg or I might be affirmative, and I don't know which until just before the debate. That means I better know the whole dang substance mm-hmm. of the issue. There was a time when that mattered in this country. Our government is based on compromise. Right? Mm. All, all the best... You know, presidents we had could compromise. Right. When we couldn't compromise, and this was thought up by think tanks to, to to win, our people eat red meat, and we only say this, and we only say that. We wear those T-shirts when we tell them to, and they show up like slaves, lemmings who are who are programmed, right. and they don't know anything but the script they've been given because it's so comfortable just to know the script. It's so easy. Sure. I only have to make hamburger helper. It always tastes the same. Uh, no, no risking anything weird with veggies or anything from the Middle East. For God's sake, we don't want any dates in it. Um, so we have built this sort of uncomplicated uh, electorate. And, and Shelby, Shelby Foote, a historian, he died some time back, but he was a big voice in the Civil War series. And I'm talking like him now because I enjoyed his long, his long Southern drawl. He said, um, he said this very thing, that just before the Civil War, our government was divided in a similar way, 50-50. We, could not, we lost our ability to compromise. And then we had the biggest war we sure. ever had. We are there again. Yes. We are yes, right we back are. there again. And that was designed. There are people who make a lot of money because we're there again. Mm-hmm. Don't make any mistakes. There's oh, people yeah. who sell product based on our hatred of one another. Yeah. By the way, fake news, how brilliant is it to call real news fake news while you put out fake news? I mean, uh, obfuscation yeah. is, a, is an art. It's make mm-hmm. no mistakes. So I'm watching even members of my own family forwarding things you could snopes in 30 seconds and go, God, that's not only wrong, it's so wrong, I will not forward that. But I like 
the story. Yeah. It, and most of my friends will never use Snopes. So 90% of my friends, they'll all like the story too. And I'll propagate this hate view, not hate view, this right view I have. So I'm just going to put it out there. So I Snopes it, take a screenshot, put it up there, and they tell me Snopes is owned by... Right, yes. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So <laughs> if, is there not a backstop somewhere where the ball stops? If there's not a backstop, I, mean, I worry. What government organization can step in with a white hat and say, we're not either political party. Mm-hmm. We're on the side of the Constitution or right or law or something. Right. In these times... It's crazy right now. Chaos is winning right this minute, and it feels like anything could happen. North Korea, I got a two-and-a-half-year-old, and I got to have hope that it's all going to be okay. I think the ball's going to pop. Now, I do believe that the air is leaking from the ball all the time, and it's the constant talking that inflates the ball. And so if we could stop just some people from shouting the anarchy and the hate and forwarding the fake news, the ridiculous news, I tell people... Look, if the story is so easy to believe because the heroes are heroes and the bad guys are bad guys, it's a really bad Steven Seagal movie. Yeah. It's not news. Nothing's ever that clear cut in life. So beware the black and white story where the liberal was a total bad guy or the Republican was a total bad guy because that is exactly, that's the red meat. I don't have to think much. I can go straight to hate and forward that thing and make this huge impact on the world. Leave a crater of hate behind with my little forward there. So I want people to stop and actually appreciate the process they're involved in. Yeah, sure. I wish that people had to have a badge for how many wrong things they they forwarded. Mm. Because they really should have a, a, an authority a, a deficit badge. Yeah. So you go, oh, God, don't believe this person. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Because you know, you know people in life, you think, don't listen to Uncle Rich, he's crazy. That guy. Right. a green number that comes up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, minus 50. You're like, yeah. oh, my God, she must have sent 100 <laughs> fake news stories. And I'm talking both sides of the political spectrum. We're being played from both sides right oh, now. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's a game. Yeah. And they both play And if you think well. your side is right, then yeah, you're, you're, you're half wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, yeah, because but it's you know, the whole here's thing. what's great. There are so many of us sitting in the middle of the road now, and that, that middle of the road, that we're not taking sides. We're just trying to keep this bad boy. Somebody's got to right. flip the patties. Somebody's got to dig the ditches. Right. I think once we get enough people in the middle of the road, then we'll stop that transverse of anger. Eventually, it's going to get to that point. I agree with you, though. The ball's going to burst. I think that we are going to have to probably do something. I think not participating... I think the the level of anarchy has risen to such a place that that you can't checkmate it with anything other than the sensible people don't hit with a hammer. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what is the equivalent of a thing that slams down and goes, wait a minute, guys, remember what we were? So we can win back a small percentage at a time until we have enough that, right? That, that, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's, it's it, This is... Hard stuff. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It absolutely is. I mean, especially if you're trying to make help kids be. I tell kids, fly over the battlefield, appreciate the battle, think about what you want the outcome to be, but don't drop into any one foxhole, because then you are occupied with this hill that doesn't matter. And there are people who have a vested interest in keeping us all in foxholes, so we don't notice the battlefield. Uh, the smart people fly above and do reconnaissance, and they see the whole field. The generals were at the back; they couldn't be hit with a bullet. Right. We're out there yeah, fighting. Line, Stop the, the fighting ground. for a minute and realize maybe you don't want this war. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. How did we get there from creativity, guys? I don't guys? know. That's I a don't good know. question. <laughs> uh, I, but it, well, there's the thing we were talking about. 
this this current climate is stifling creativity pretty heavily. Yeah. Now we have a lot of creatives. You, you got to give these startup kids and everything. You got to give all this. That's pure creativity. I mean, when they rolled out, when Tesla rolled out an electric truck, holy smokes! You know, that's the stuff of Ford and and the great inventors of the day. That's right. the stuff of I got to find a better way to do this. That's going to be better and going to provide more leisure, more jobs, more time to. But where we are right now, well, yesterday we had the loan specialist from IS Loans helping all these teachers get rid of that debt, this massive debt. Because you know what that is? That's just pressure that stops your voice. Right. It stops the voice of creativity. Right. And, and we're in a neat place. I mean, think of how many kids we know now that are doing what they love and making a living. They're not millionaires, but they're happy. Right. They're traveling. They're, they're, they're creating. They're living life. Your son. Your son is not the two-and-a-half-year-old, but he's happy. But mm-hmm. your son's happy. He's, he's a happy man. He's doing what he wants to do, and he's creating. Right. And he's creating for others. I, see, I think that's the interesting thing that happens, just like we were talking about. You're, you've always been about creating for others. You create, but this what you do is you try to help people create for yourself. Right. Get to that happy place. You Dude. use your gifts in your classroom. There's a funny part. Ten te- say ten English teachers in a high school. It's a big high school. But ten, each, ten, ten English teachers in a high school, although they're following the same curriculum and they're, maybe they're trying to teach the standards, but they could teach every ten class could be completely different based on what that teacher sure. likes and hobbies are. And, and what's wrong with that? Right. Because that just means in a given time, then every kid's going to go, I really want, i got to have Mr. Honeycutt because... We do this in there, right. and that's exactly how right. I want to learn Shakespeare. I don't want to learn Shakespeare this way. I want to learn Shakespeare right. this way. Now, think about that. That analog school that you just described, which would be wonderful, I think, uh, is YouTube. Yeah. Um, because I can find any number of teachers to teach me long train running the way I want to learn it. <laughs> exactly. So since that is, I can dial it up and buy it according to what I want, my mm-hmm. gifts and strengths. If school was that configurable, and it could be, by the way, mm-hmm. Yeah, we got analog teachers, but we only got two English teachers. One's this and one's that. But we have YouTube, and we've gone ahead and we've sort of pre-laid out a whole bunch of a curriculum that you might like to right. come to us and pitch us an idea about how you're going to get your credit. Um, the truth is, what what most people remember from school is that one crazy teacher, that one crazy semester, that crazy thing that you did. You remember it word for word with perfect fidelity. Yeah. It's the only teacher, the only program that wrote on you with permanent ink. Everything else was being rented and is gone now. Yep. So all those assessments meant nothing. Yeah. You remember none of it. So we're we're spending our time on the wrong things. What we need to create is memories, memories with all the content tied to them yeah. uh, through love and through excitement and through emotion and all of that. If we would admit that those crazy teachers aren't mascots, but they are the missing ingredient and anoint that. A lot of people got it, and this is the hard part. How do you take people who got into teaching so they could be the smartest person in the room and turn them into this? Oh. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they signed a prenup, and it didn't say what we're saying here. Yeah. And they have a leg know. to stand on. Yeah. Education said you'll get your own room, your own budget, no one will bother you. Right. Uh, and now you're suddenly changing the rules on me. So in a way, I get what they're saying. But we either got to transform them into something different or at least let talk them into allowing kids, even if they can't do get there, can you let your kids get there? And right. can you value them when they do? Yeah. I think I live in that spot all the time, trying yeah. to make a case for that kid that you. I know you think he's crazy. They thought Jobs was crazy. They thought Edison was crazy. They told Ed, Einstein that he was stupid. Right. 
You know what I mean? So yeah. These aren't just small cases. This happened to a lot of people okay. because they didn't understand his intelligence. It was the system's problem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm for the pirates. I'm for the winning. I'm for the pirates winning. Yeah. And my worry is that we're so busy doing the right thing, we're not sharing the story well enough. We're not some picking our projects. We're not getting that news out there. Right. Um, we've got to fill that space up with people protecting these programs. I say people protect what they've learned to be proud of. So part of our art has to be getting the community to be so proud of our makerspace or entrepreneur program that they brag about it in the cafe. Right. And you didn't even tell them to. You're just sitting there eating a hamburger and going, it's working. Right, yes. <laughs> it's got to be that the community sees it, values it, and they'll protect it. They'll fight to protect it. But if it's just you, by will, cult of personality teacher that you are, if you die in a car wreck, what happens to the program? Right. That's not sustainable. So we got to get over the ego of ownership and give it away. Yeah. Give it away. Stand beside it and brag about it. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that... I think that social media for us as educators has helped as a, as a, as a, it's a gateway for this, exactly what you're talking about. How do you, how do you get these people on board? How do, you, how do you start up the website and go ding, 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 oh, there, there it is, it's yeah. happening. What were, were we ready for this? I, I think that Twitter and Facebook and things like that, the way we've begun to embrace it, I mean, think about it now. You go to every con every conference, and everybody's got an official hashtag, right? So, do you th I think that that's the deal. So, the, the hard part for us as educators that are always running, 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 is creating that content so that it can be easily of value. I mean, that's the word we like right. to say: is right. it of value, so that we can get those teachers, those educators enticed, that one that's just right there on the hook. You know, right, right, right. I, I really want to let my kids choose how their project is going to be done. You know, that's, I want to do it, but I don't know how. Well, oh, Kevin just posted seven ways, you know, 13 ways you can right. do this. Is that, I, I believe that's our next thing is we, that's our voice that we're trying to get. To, it's a quiet voice. We're not really shouting. Right. We're just putting it out there. But, but it's the one way every time you turn around. Right, right. Hey, here I am again. I think, I, I think for the teachers, for, for the educators who are open, even if that, even if, even if the door is, you know, mostly shut, but not quite all the way right. shut, those are the ones who, those are the ones who seek that kind of stuff out or use the RSS feed and have it brought into their right. world. Right. The, the, to me, the biggest challenge is the teachers who have not only cut, shut the door, but they've got it barred, and this is my snow globe. Right. This is, in fact, it's not even a snow globe. I, I am in this iron chamber that right. you are not going to get into right. because I, it is, it, when, when that door closes and the bell rings, I am the king of this you know, square room, and thou shalt, and thou shalt and that's, not. That's becoming fewer and fewer teachers in, in, in my in my experience, however, I've met them. Now, here's the worst of that. When you have that teacher and they're actually compelling and interesting and kids love to sit in front of them in front of the campfire, uh, the campfire that glows with their own ego, um, and they get written on by that and they will support that person all the way to the right. bitter end even though what they're doing is wrong. They're the last of what used to be right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, there were never better gas lamps than the last year there was a gas lamp industry. They were so good, but the electricity made them obsolete. Right. So the last of the 
Sage on the stage, cult of personality teachers. Now, I love them too. Mr. Holland's Opus. I mean, we glorify these these figures, these Dead Poet Society. Mm-hmm. I can be incandescent all by myself. No need for Google. That we don't share the stage with the other tools that are even more powerful than us. Mm-hmm. That's an ego those. thing. And they shame those. They, we do, and we make it a we make it cool to be hipster to be luddite. Yeah. I've met those people. I'm never using this because of that. And I meet them in the fine arts a lot. Oh, trust me. I have invited band directors on stage to play music with me, and they wouldn't touch the iPad. They were mad that I even asked. Exactly. Right. That's and not I'm a like, real Can't instrument. Can't you play with, for a moment? There was right. a time when your Stratocaster was thought of as obscene and weird right. and strange. Yes. and yes. Because it yes. wasn't a Stradivarius. Right. Um, well, you think about it, you said there's one area that I get. You know, my wife's still a junior high band director, and I was a band director for a long time. I never fit. That's why I got out. I never fit into that right. moment. Right. Well, this is the way that so-and-so did it, so you should right. do it this way. Well, no, I'm going to do it this way. You know, I'm going to light that sucker on fire in a trash heap, and the kid's going to jump over in motorcycles while playing the bassoon. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't get that. that <laughs> I might have been in band if I had it. <laughs> but, you know, there's the crazy part. You have to play it down a country lane mm-hmm. the same way. He wrote right. it this way. Right. And, and some some art and some stuff leads it, especially music. You know, right. if, I, if I'm going to be a professional violinist, I've got to learn to play... Beethoven Symphony Number, no. whatever, exactly the same way, whether I'm in Stog or New York or Chicago or Louisiana. It's got to be the same. But you, you're right, and they won't change. And the, But now I have to tell you, marching band has evolved. You know, Now there's three Macs on the field, and everything's mic'd, and there's a bass player and a guitarist and a string section, and everybody's wearing wireless mics, and they're singing, and you know, yeah. There's a, there's a you know, the van's going bah, and then you hear the samples in, you know. It's uh-huh. like, why didn't you do this years ago? I, we'd had five thousand more kids in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, but by the same token, though, see, I'm I'm a, from a, I'm 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 of a slightly different mindset of, of the whole. You know, it, the, the Beethoven's got to sound this way, whether you're here, here, here. Why? Yeah. Why does it have to sound like mm-hmm. that? Why? What? Because that's the way it's always been done. Oh wait, because that's the way it's always been well, done. Wait, think what? about what it I mean, was. That's that's my problem with and that's my problem with art. My my daughter loves to paint. She loves to be creative. And I will tell you my fear is that she's going to get into some art program and they are going to program kind of bringing this back full circle again. They're going to program the creative the creativity that she has with the way she does things. They're right going to program the right out of her right. because right. no, no, that's not the way Monet paints. Right. That's not the way, you know, Van Gogh paints. That's not right. the, no, you have to learn this this that no, why? Why? That's it's, it's a challenge. Here's a challenge. Um I got to teach your kids methods and principles. I got to sharpen her tools without divorcing her from her passion. Mm-hmm. So I think when the teacher doesn't know how to do that, like if I say, here's your passion and your beautiful creativity, we said over here for a minute, we're going to take your brush and go ahead and trim it back and get that chisel edge again so you can do cubism. Okay, it has nothing to do with your beautiful talent over here. We're just going to make your tool better. But I get these teachers that didn't know the difference between the tool and the art, so they made me wear the straight jacket of, of the, the approach to art. Right. They thought that was the change in the tool, and they didn't separate. Now, if you could separate that, this is pedagogy, and this is, this is curriculum. Yes. If curriculum owns everything, it's not just the tool that gets sharpened to make a better painting through the lens of the child, uh, then that's a problem. Now, back, just real quick, because you talked about so many things here, guys. Uh, you opened know, so many kids. <laughs> no, but band. The first sheet music that was written down was basically the first tape recorder. Yeah. 
it was a way to record the song the best you could with as much fidelity as you could. But even if you heard the original song, it wouldn't sound exactly like the sheet music. But so let's right. be honest. So if we play it exactly the way it's written, the best we can ever do is some kind of a semblance of the first time it was done. It's everything you do that's not in the music that defines the art, the, the new creation. Music, re- repeating music isn't creative. Right. It's everything you do on top of that. And I always tell kids this. Uh, I've got former students that were on uh, American Idol. One guy made round two. And the advice they gave him is they said, you sound wonderful. You sound like other people. You don't sound like you. Yeah, bingo. See, he could emulate anyone. Right. But he didn't find his own Right, where's unique, your voice? Yeah. It's in there. Yeah. But it's probably a vocal friction that he has tried to get rid of mm-hmm. a specificity a Tom Petty nasal that he thinks is nothing when it turns out it's the only thing that makes him special right when we drum that out of kids in any classroom uh, we are divorcing them of what they could have been or what they might have been yeah. exactly so oh man to be the time yeah yeah, yeah we got someone coming on at yeah. 10 30 all right you come back and sit with us later to get this time. was so much fun thanks guys You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site and this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it all, all but, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.